Hello everybody, my name is James Hill and welcome back to yet another episode of the Talkin' Bucks podcast. Hey, we're back for yet another episode. Hope you guys all enjoy. What episode are we on now? Episode 15, I think, maybe episode 16, one or the other. We've got a handful of these under our belt now. Very happy to be back for yet another episode. Thank you again to everybody who is tuning in to this episode. Going to be a little bit of a shorter episode in this one today. In the previous episode, we talked about Rob Gronkowski, how he retired from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and what was a little bit of a surprising move, but not 100% totally shocking, mind-blowing type of situation. We also talked about some of the current tight ends that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have on their roster. Guys like Cam Bray, K-Dotton, Co-Keefed, and Cody McElroy. We talked about how Cam Brate is probably the expected favorite right now if the season started today to be the starting tight end for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but you also can't count out a guy like K-Dotton once he starts to get some experience and learn a little bit under his belt as well. But in that previous podcast episode, I had talked about how There is one option, or I guess a couple of options, that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers could explore about adding a veteran tight end onto their roster to compete with the likes of Cam Brate and Kate Otten for starting tight end snaps. And that is going to be what we are talking about in this podcast episode today. And again, I alluded to it previously that there are not a ton of options out there for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Heck, even at the start of free agency, there were not a lot of great free agent tight end options that were out there. Now, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers find themselves really kind of scraping at the bottom of the barrel on some of these options, and we are going to go over a few of them today. And let's not go ahead and waste any time. Let's just dive right into the first option that I want to talk about, and that is former Chicago Bears tight end Jimmy Graham, who is 35 years old, I believe, and Bucks fans will remember Jimmy Graham back in his days with the New Orleans Saints where he was an absolute menace. My gosh, Jimmy Graham was an absolute force in the early days of that really potent, really powerful passing attack that the New Orleans Saints had with Drew Brees. But then something happened. Jimmy Graham was traded from the New Orleans Saints to the Seattle Seahawks. I remember it clear as day because I remember I woke up that morning, I had the NFL Network on, and boom, the news was there. Jimmy Graham traded to the Seattle Seahawks. I lost my mind because I was like, thank goodness we don't have to deal with Jimmy Graham anymore. And since that trade, things have changed drastically for Jimmy Graham's career. Now, Part of it is due to injuries and the wear and tear on his body, but also part of it has just been a lack of efficient play overall, be it with the Seattle Seahawks, be it with, I believe, the Green Bay Packers were a team that he was on for a little bit of time, or be it with the Chicago Bears as well. Jimmy Graham just struggled to put up a consistent level of play year in and year out. And I think it all capitalized the past couple of years with Chicago, where Jimmy Graham, he did a couple of nice plays here or there in the red zone during his time in Chicago, but a very large, a very large far cry from what we have seen back in his days in New Orleans. So why am I bringing him up here 
as an option for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers if I just said he is very much not the same player he once was with the New Orleans Saints. Well, I think that experience is always a good thing to have, right? And Jimmy Graham, he is a guy that can be a very experienced-filled tight end and a guy that you can kind of use as a red zone specialist. Because I think Jimmy Graham has still got the physical tools, right? And if you had him just kind of pick and choose some of his spots, it could potentially work. You know what it reminds me of? And I was very fond of this move when it did happen. And overall, uh, I think a lot of Bucks fans were as well was whenever LaShawn McCoy signed with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You know, a veteran running back who got a few plays here or there in certain game time situations, but nothing too, too spectacular. All in all, you were kind of resting LaShawn McCoy for if you absolutely needed him. We could see a similar situation for Jimmy Graham, and that wouldn't be too surprising for me. If you saw Jimmy Graham in a two tight end set in the red zone, I don't think that that is a terrible, terrible thing to see. Now, granted, I would expect a lot more playing time for guys like Cambray and Kadon in this scenario as well. But yeah, Jimmy Graham, he could just be kind of a helping hand type of situation for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers if they were to add him to that tight end room. And I wouldn't be 100% opposed to the idea. He certainly wouldn't be the first guy or heck, maybe even the first couple of guys on my list that I would want the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to consider adding. But I also would not be opposed to the idea either. So Jimmy Graham is one of the first free agent options that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers could look at. Real quick, I also want to give an honorable mention to another former Chicago Bears tight end, that being Jesse James, who also played for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Again, he hasn't done too, too much since he left Pittsburgh and joined Chicago, but he is a relatively younger tight end. I believe he is 27, 28 years old. Again, he could have a very similar role like Jimmy Graham could potentially have as a red zone specialist. So throw Jesse James into that mix as well. But going back to some of the bigger options, right? Some of the more main options, aside from Jesse James and Jimmy Graham. Another guy I want to talk about is former Los Angeles Chargers tight end Jared Cook, who again, people are going to remember based on his past couple of seasons that he had with the New Orleans Saints, where he was all in all a pretty decent tight end, but a lot of people will remember Jared Cook for the infamous fumble that he had in the playoff game versus the Buccaneers that really jump-started their come-from-behind win in that game. But aside from that play, and despite what some Saints fans say, they trash Jared Cook a lot in certain situations, Jared Cook's a very capable tight end. I believe he is 33, 34 years old, something along those lines, and he is pretty darn good. In fact, I would say that he has been better with age in terms of his overall play. He's like a fine wine, Jared Cook is, right? He just continues to have consistently good levels of play in his mid-30s, which I think is a pretty rare thing to see from an NFL player. But we are seeing that with Jared Cook. He just wrapped up a pretty decent season overall with the Los Angeles Chargers, like I said. And overall, he's been putting up 600, 700 receiving yards, a handful of touchdowns from time to time throughout his seasons as well. All in all, Jared Cook, I think, would be a 
very solid addition. You do have to question the health concerns at his age, you know, 35 years old. Can he play an entire season? I would say that recent history suggests that yes, he can play an entire season. Maybe miss a game here or there, but overall give you a very solid and capable amount of starts. But uh, I do think that Jared Cook would be one of the top guys on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers list if they were looking for a big receiving option in their passing attack at the tight end position. Now, Jared Cook isn't as good of a blocker as Rob Gronkowski is, and to be fair, not many tight ends in the league are, but you are getting some very solid receiving ability, which may be pretty appealing to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers now that they have a couple of backup blocking tight ends in Co-Keeped and Kate Otten, you can have Jared Cook be more of a receiving specialist, kind of with what we've been seeing with Cam Brait. So yeah, all in all, Jared Cook, very solid option. I think he will be heavily considered. He may have already gotten a phone call from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Who knows? We'll just have to wait and see. But Jared Cook, despite the age, despite what some people may say about health concerns and things along those lines, I think if he were to join this Tampa Bay Buccaneers offense, he's going to be a receiving tight end that you know is going to get you at least 600 receiving yards in the season. And I think that is a pretty darn good thing to have on this offense. The next option I want to talk about is going to be another veteran option. Really, all of these guys are veteran-type options, right? None of these guys are spring chickens. None of these guys are really young caliber tight ends, but it is who is available, and it is former New York Giants, former Minnesota Vikings tight end Kyle Rudolph, who has been arguably, I wouldn't even say arguably, I would say the most popular option amongst Bucks fans in terms of people clamoring for who they want as the next tight end for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Kyle Rudolph has been a very popular name. It is understandable to see why. I would say that Kyle Rudolph is probably the more balanced tight end out of all the options that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have. Kyle Rudolph was a solid, capable blocking tight end for many years with the Minnesota Vikings until he joined the New York Giants, where he became more of a red zone specialist. And I do want to say this, Kyle Rudolph has been used more so as a blocking tight end in his career than as a receiver. He has had his good years as a receiving tight end, but nothing insanely super spectacular, right? And he's had some good moments in the playoffs as well, which is important to note. But again, you know, being a receiving tight end was never Kyle Rudolph's main calling card. And at 32 years old, you know, he's still got, I think, a couple of good years left in him. But again, you know, I go back to it. Receiving abilities haven't been the main calling point for Kyle Rudolph throughout his career. But do the Tampa Bay Buccaneers want that in a tight end? Do they want a receiving specialist like Jared Cook when they already have a Cam Brait? Or would they prefer a more balanced guy to have more decent looks in terms of run games and in terms of two tight end sets? That's kind of an important thing to consider here. And again, kind of leads me to the idea that, hey, you know, maybe right up there with Jared Cook, maybe Kyle Rudolph is also kind of a 1A, 1B option along with Jared Cook. That's going to be something worth paying attention to. What do the Tampa Bay Buccaneers want to prioritize at the tight end position? Is it going to be just receiving ability? Can you put up a lot of yards? Or is it, hey, can you put up a decent amount of yards, but also can you help us out in blocking in the run game as well? That's going to be what's worth paying attention to. And I think that if you're looking for the latter, a guy who is more balanced, well-rounded, you're going to want to look at Kyle Rudolph and give 
give some heavy consideration to him signing a contract with the team. Uh, yeah, again, I just think that Kyle Rudolph is going to be a heavy uh, contender here. I think he's going to be one of the first guys that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers call just because of that versatility and because of that well-balanced, well-rounded play. Finally, folks, the last, or I guess I'd say the last free agent option we're going to take a look at here is going to be a man who has dealt with injuries the past couple of seasons but can be very good when he is healthy, and that is a big if in regarding his health overall. It is Eric Ebron, formerly of the Pittsburgh Steelers, formerly of the D. Detroit Lions. And Eric Ebron, hey, former first-round draft pick, right? He was a highly touted draft pick. He's unfortunately kind of had a very similar career to O.J. Howard. You know, he is older than O.J. Howard. He is 29 years old, but you look at his overall career, and it has been great potential. Hey, awesome, awesome ability. You know, I think that Eric Ebron is a serviceable run blocker, and he's also a very good receiving tight end when he is healthy, but he can't stay healthy. That's been the biggest thing. And we've seen that the past couple of seasons with Ebron's career as well, unfortunately. So will he maybe get a look at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? It's possible, but the biggest thing you got to question is his health. And hey, maybe that means the Buccaneers could bring him in on a flyer, not have to pay him a ton of money, low risk, high reward type signing, right? Maybe that's what ends up happening. Ebron, he still is 29 years old. He's still got a good amount of years in him if his health is able to hold up. But again, that's his biggest question mark, and that is a pretty big question mark. The best ability is your availability is what they say. So can Eric Ebron stay healthy? If the Buccaneers do get a good bill of health from Ebron's camp and it is able to, or I guess I should say he is able to showcase some good health and some good moves and some type of workout, something along those lines, hey, maybe they do consider Eric Ebron, but they may look for more reliable options health-wise like Jared Cook and like Kyle Rudolph before they go ahead and ask a guy like Eric Ebron. But who knows? Maybe they'll sign a couple of guys, right? Maybe they'll go out there and sign a couple of guys. Maybe they'll ha you know, have a combination of Jared Cook and Kyle Rudolph or Kyle Rudolph and Eric Ebron. That would be an interesting situation that I would for sure be on board with. The Buccaneers have $12 million in cap space right now, so they certainly will have a good amount of options. The last thing I want to mention here, folks, is the tight end for the Dallas Cowboys, who is currently playing or I guess I should say is currently not wanting to play on the franchise tag, and that is uh, Dalton Schultz, I believe, is his name. The tight end with the Dallas Cowboys, who is a pretty darn good receiving tight end. He's had over 750, 800 receiving yards in his past couple of seasons with the Dallas Cowboys. They couldn't come to terms on a long-term contract extension, so they did place the franchise tag on him. Dalton Schultz said, I'm not playing on the franchise tag, and thus they have reached a stalemate. Will the Tampa Bay Buccaneers swoop in and say, hey, if you don't want to play on the franchise tag, we'll give you a long-term deal. Dalton Schultz, I believe, is 26, 27 years old, something along those lines. So you could sign him to a long-term contract, but then things get really messy with the cap space. Like, yes, signing him to a long-term deal would lower the his uh, cap number for this upcoming season for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but then you got to start asking questions of, well, you know, if we sign him to a long-term deal, that means we can't re-sign some of the guys we may want to re-sign in the next couple of years. 
years, and then you start saying, well, is Dalton, Schert, is Dalton Schultz worth potentially losing a guy like Devin White or Jamel Dean or Sean Murphy Bunting? And the names just go on and on. So that's the big consideration there. You also have to give up some draft capital, which is never a fun thing to see as well. I think this is probably the unlikeliest of scenarios. I just wanted to put it out there because I saw Greg Ahmond of The Athletic talking about it, and I thought that it was an interesting scenario to bring up. But uh, yeah, folks, that is kind of the options I feel for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers outside of something that would just be really surprising and unexpected. Those are the options. You have Jared Cook, you have Kyle Rudolph, you have Jesse James, Jimmy Graham, and Eric Ebron as your main free agent options, and then you have potentially a trade for Dalton Schultz as the wildcard out there type of move that they could make. As I've said in the previous podcast, folks, it's not a ton of great options out there, but I still think there are some solid, capable options out there for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers who could contribute to this offense right away. What do you guys think? Let me know your thoughts and opinions in a review somewhere here on the internet. I would love to read them. And uh, yeah, folks, we're going to have to wait and see once the Buccaneers do make a corresponding move, adding to that tight end room. You know we're going to be covering it here on the Talking Bucks podcast. Thank you guys so much for tuning in and listening. It is greatly, greatly appreciated. I will talk to you all in the next episode. But until then, and as always, guys, goodbye for now and go Bucks.